Hang on tight. Fish Talk Radio is about to take you on a fishing adventure. You're about to go places you have even yet to desire and revisit familiar favorites with live on-the-water expert insider tips. Now, sit up straight, pay attention, take notes, and join the party for a blue water, white water, and calm water adventure. Check out fish tips and trips online at fishtalkradio.com. And now, the all-natural attitude adjustment. I am John Hennigan. This is Fish Talk Radio, and we certainly welcome you into the program. I think Grizz is going to be calling in for a minute. He's just coming back off the water, but we're going to have a fun show. It certainly is that time of the year, and we don't want people to forget. It's a time to get together uh, with the family if you if you can, um, hopefully, and if not, uh, family and friends are all they all work. So, but the best way to get together with family and friends is on the water. No matter where you are, within the sound of our signal, there's some place that you can go. If not, it's close by. So make sure that you keep the traditions alive, not just about uh, giving thanks and celebration, but also about getting together. And if you do, actually, if you if you don't have family and friends, there's a lot of people out there that would still love to go fishing with you. So let's keep that in mind. Speaking of that, we are going to be putting together our trips for 2014 that we're going to be putting up on the website uh, within the next uh, couple of weeks. We're still trying to get the details on those. Some exciting things. Ba, of course, we've got uh, confirmed for uh, East Cape in November. Yeah, it looks like we're going to do La Paz in April. We've got Alaska and a uh, combination golf and fishing trip. And we're still working on at least one more. Uh, Jason, of course, is getting ready to go down to El Salto in mainland Mexico, one of the, probably not one of, probably the best bass fishing lake in the world. So stay tuned. We're going to give you more information about that. And if anybody does want some information, it's easy to find. Actually, you can just send me an email, john at fishtalkradio.com, about what your concerns might be and where you might like to go. And we'd always like to hear from you, no matter what. But we would like you to stay tuned. We're going to start off... uh, today on the Florida coast with Murray and maybe a little bit about his history, what he's doing and what his aspirations are. So stay tuned for that. Remember, uh, we're just in the process of putting up our new website, fishtalkradio.com. It's got some glitches, but I think you'll find it interesting. So make sure you stay tuned and tune in, get in touch with us. That's the main thing. Let's reach each other. And that is John at fishtalkradio.com. We're going to come right back and we'll see what, uh, see if Grizz joins us and Whatever it is, we're going to talk about fishing and have a good time. You're listening to Fish Talk Radio. Are you ready for a whale-watching adventure? The Santa Barbara Channel is known as one of the best whale-watching areas in the world. Over 27 species of whales, dolphins, and porpoises come here throughout the year. And there's no better way to spend time with these wonderful animals than aboard the high-tech Condor Express. Bring the whole family for an unforgettable whale-watching adventure. The Condor Express is Santa Barbara's premier charter boat for whale-watching, island excursions, sunset cruises, and private charters. Call Sea Landing at 882-0088 to book your trip. We'll see you on the Condor Express. Local fishing at its finest is aboard the Stardust. Day and half day trips on Stardust sport fishing are a family affair. Find out what it's like to view Santa Barbara from the water while you are catching dinner. See whales, dolphins, and Channel Islands up close. Spotless boat and friendly crew are perfect for beginner or expert. Get aboard with Jason Diamond and his crew on Stardust sport fishing, operating at a sea landing in the Santa Barbara Harbor.
Clover Pass Resort, Ketchikan, Alaska, is in the heart of the salmon capital of Alaska. Walk a few yards to the dock and throw a line at king, silver, or pink salmon. Just a 90-minute direct flight from Seattle. You can be in your boat fishing the day you arrive. The calm waters at Clover Pass hold schools of salmon as well as halibut and rockfish. Clover Pass offers all-inclusive fishing packages starting under $1,000. For more information, call John at 877-FISH-WRAP. That's 877-F-I-S-H-R-A-P. So you're covered in sand up to your waist thanks to the excessive digging of two very ambitious children, and you think, wait, did I lock my Impala back in the parking lot? And normally you'd just sit and stew about it. But you live in a time when an OnStar app lets you control your car from nearly anywhere in your world like it's some extremely remote control car, which it kind of is. So you tap the icon that zaps a signal that says to your car, boop, here's a signal to flip the mechanism that locks the door that sends a signal back to your phone to say, yes, your car is now safely locked. And you gotta wonder about the guy walking by when it happens. He's like, wow. And you're like, wow. And if you slow your brain for just a nanosecond, you realize just how amazing modern technology really is. All because you drive a Chevrolet Impala connected by OnStar. For details, availability, and system limitations, visit OnStar.com. It's time to fight fire with steel. To advance truck technology with an available Pentastar V6 and 8-speed transmission. The 2013 Ram 1500 with best-in-class fuel economy. Engineered to move heaven and earth. Guts. Glory. Ram. Standard pickup class excludes hybrids. EPA estimated 17 city, 20 combined, 25 highway MPG based on V6 4x2. Ram is a registered trademark of Chrysler Group LLC. You can't catch fish. You can't catch fish. You can't catch fish. Welcome to Fish Talk Radio. I am John Hennigan in studio. We're going to have a, a lot of fun. We have Maury on the line with us right now, who's going to introduce himself, maybe. And we're going to have the Grizz coming in in a couple of minutes. Grizz is in La Paz. Uh, I'm in the California coast. Maury's in Florida. So I think we got you covered. Let's start off with Maury, who's a, an angler from Florida. Maury, thanks for coming in and joining us. Oh, you're welcome, John. Anytime, I'm sure. Well, Maury, you've been doing this uh, for a, a while. I don't think that you consider yourself yet a professional angler, but it's certainly one of your passions, and you've studied it. So let's kind of get started about how you got started. Well, I started as a young boy under my father's wing. Uh, I, I was probably, uh, oh, seven years old when I first started fishing. Uh, my brother was slightly younger than I was. But we both started the same way. We were not artificial bait fishermen. We were earthworm fishermen, what they called night crawlers. And we would fish in the Susquehanna River for bass and trout. And we also had what was called Harvey's Lake, which is a nine-mile-around lake, which was mostly bass and, and some trout, just some trout. Uh, we would fish probably starting in the spring and going through to the fall because this was in Pennsylvania. In the north where it gets very cold, and if you're not into ice fishing, which my dad wasn't, and so I really did not become an ice fisherman. Uh, so I, I just went with the summer 
the summer fishing. Maury, I believe that uh, when, I'm not going to say how long ago you were seven years old, but at that time, night crawlers seemed to be the bait of choice. Well, guess what? Yes, it it's, was. It still works just fine. And it, yes, all, it, it just goes it to show, all, yeah, all you need is a rod, reel, and some line and a hook and put a worm on it, and you're ready to go. Yes, you are. Now, you're, you're all set. Right. We have a lot well, of... Nothing fancy, very simple, mm-hmm. and you're all set to go. Well, we have a lot of sponsors uh, that may not want to hear that, but they all agree with it. Now, if you want to go up to the next level, then we can uh, talk about some of the more high-end gear and tackle and, and places to go. But what I would like to do is maybe talk a little bit about fishing in Florida. Now, you where are you located in what part of Florida? I'm located in West Palm Beach, John. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> that sounds like fun. Now, you know, you don't think of West Palm Beach as necessarily a, a fishing area, but it sounds like it's a lot of fun to be there, especially this time of the year. But uh, give yes, us an idea, is. you know, what, what you have in your area, and if you go a little bit farther south than that, the fishing gets incredible. Yes, it does, John. Uh, the fishing we have here revolves around several types. You've got the inshore fishermen, which is the flats fishing. And there you're going for, like, snook. You're going for things like grouper and snapper. Uh, dolphin doesn't appear until you get farther out, maybe about 400 feet when you start to see the weeds and some of the, uh, the boards that show up that dolphins seem to congregate around. Uh, then also offshore, you've got sailfish, you've got marlin. Uh, then there are separate fisheries for tuna. Uh, then you've got the inshore, the inland, the inland fishery. Uh, we've got a huge lake. It's called Lake Okeechobee, and that's where your bass fishermen uh, rely on, on, on getting bass. Well, Maury, the bass I, there I, are, are monster bass. Maury, I know that uh, the Florida strain of largemouth bass is something that is used uh, to plant in other areas around the world. Now, Jason, going down to El Salto, apparently some years ago, they took that. And even out in California, there's different types of largemouth bass. And apparently the Florida strain, they get bigger and they're more sporty. Can can you comment on that? Yes, I can. Uh, The Florida bass do get up in the range of 12, 14 pounds. Uh, not, Not usually common, but they are found. Uh, I don't know what the Florida record is, but uh, I think it's around 18 pounds, if I'm not mistaken. Well, I've, so, caught, uh, I've caught a lot of bigger fish that weren't nearly that big. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah a, they, they do get that big, John. Well, I'll tell you what. if you got Now, when you're fishing for those, what kind of test line are you, are you using? Well, generally the line that's used is light, light line, anywhere from 10 to 17 pounds usually. Mm-hmm. Well, you get a 10-pound a fish on 10-pound test, and in the water, when that fish is running around in and out of rocks and weeds, uh, that's a handful. It is a handful. Now, when you're fishing for bass, what method do you use? Uh, it seems to be the you know, there's a lot of people now using spinning rods with the microfiber. And then, yes. and then, of course, uh, uh, fly fishing is becoming extremely popular for bass. 
but it, it's a little more difficult because most times you gotta you gotta make a lot of casts uh, per fish. But you what do? Meth- what method do you use? Uh, I sometimes fly fish. You use about an eight weight rod. Uh, you don't want to go below seven weight normally. Uh, you then uh, uh, casting heavier flies, streamers, and you you cast quite a bit. And you hope that you you land the fish. Well, yeah, that's true. Well, I think there's that's more to the it than hope, game. isn't there? Uh, Maury, I, I think there's more to it than hope. But let's go ahead and go into the saltwater. Give us an idea of uh, what you have in Florida, southern Florida, and maybe south of there. Okay. Now, generally, generally, you're you're going for snook, you're going for dolphin. You're going for snapper. You're going for grouper. That type of fish. Well, grouper uh, isn't something I would think about, Murray. Grouper is not one of the first things I think of. Now, obviously, you know, down in your area, tarpon are, are huge. Uh, you know, they may be uh, as a game fish at least. They see, they put up a lot of fight and they're a lot of fun. And sometimes you can just catch them from shore. But uh, grouper is not something I would have thought of because that's more of a rock fish, isn't it? It's a, it's a bottom fish, a reef and wreck fish. Yes, mm-hmm. it is. And, and tell us a little bit about those fishing in Florida. Do they, they get a size to them, or how, how do you fish for them? Uh, you, you generally get a heavier weight, up to about six ounces, to make sure that your, that your baits go to the bottom. Uh, generally, you're using uh, shrimp, sardines, or squid uh, to go to the bottom. And uh, I have caught a 35-pound gag grouper doing it that way. Using a, I used an artificial bait. I used a Spro White Prime uh, one-ounce bucktail jig with a shrimp trailer on the hook. Uh, it was a dead shrimp, and I used that as a trailer. Okay. Uh, what about uh, did you ever get you ever get down and out into the into the flats for bonefish and tarpon and and those type of I've game never fish? done that, but okay. that's where the tarpon we get some tarpon up this way, but generally the bigger tarpon are down in Biscayne Bay, down in the Miami area, right? And also the bonefish are down that way, down in the Keys. Uh, you've got some super super good bonefish areas. Mm-hmm. And what about this time of the year? Is it still possible to target those? Yes, it is. Okay. And so are they year-round, or is this a season? No, it's it's a year-round kind of thing, yes. Now, the tarpon, they you normally do go up into the rivers uh, and then come back into the saltwater? Yes. They okay. do go into brackish water and come back out. Yes, they okay. do. Well, Maury, I think that we're coming to the end of our segment with you. It's sure been a lot of fun to find out what's happening out in Florida. And, again, uh, you know, just uh, get together with the holidays, get a group of guys, and, you know, whether or not you, you like to imbibe in, in beers, but uh, get some jerky and, and get out on the boat. So, Murray, we I appreciate it. I will do that. Uh, I'm planning okay. on doing that. Can okay. You- Getting out All right. of the party boat. Gotcha. Uh, it's called okay. the island time. Gotcha. Murray, we're uh, going to have to go. Murray, we're going to have to go. We appreciate you coming on, and we're going to be talking to you real soon. Thank you very You're much, and have a happy holidays. Sure, you betcha. Thanks, Murray. You're, You're listening to Fish Talk Radio.
The Santa Barbara Channel offers some of the most productive sport fishing in the world. Channel Island Sport Fishing offers the most boats to enjoy it. Call 805-383-1612. At Channel Island Sport Fishing, you pick the time and place you want to go. Nearshore halibut, calico bass and rockfish, or fish the Channel Islands for white sea bass and yellowtail. For whale watching and private charters, Channel Island Sport Fishing in Oxnard has clean, modern boats with professional, friendly crews. Make your reservations for a deep-sea adventure by calling 805-383-1612. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. Lake Kachuma is a California treasure. Bald eagles, deer, egrets, foxes, wild turkeys play on the banks and in the trees. Red ear, bluegill, bass and catfish inhabit the waters. Rainbow trout are planted on a regular basis and easily caught from boat or shore. Lake Kachuma Boat Rentals is a key to a successful day on the lake. Call 805-688-4040 for information. Tackle, skiff, or pontoon boat rental. Call Craig at 688-4040. 20 minutes north of Santa Barbara, Kachuma Boat Rentals for a day to remember. World-class golf, fishing, and diving in the clear, warm waters of the Sea of Cortez with a true five-star resort. The Grand Heritage Hotel and Resort at Costa Baja, great value and without the hustle of other parts of Baja. On the white sand beach with Espirito Santos Island minutes away. Signature restaurants, pools, and accommodations for an intimate weekend, weddings, or corporate events. On the web at CostaBajaResort.com. If you're looking for a magical and unique gift for someone special, look no further than the skies above you. Santa Barbara Soaring specializes in glider rides, making memories that last a lifetime. Experience Santa Barbara, the San Inez Valley, and Central Coast with the silence of soaring. Purchasing a gift certificate is just a couple of clicks away. Visit SantaBarbaraSoaring.com. Pick your ride and the certificate will be sent directly to you just in time for the holidays. Let Santa Barbara Soaring help you provide the gift they'll never forget. SantaBarbaraSoaring.com. The water on the lake is smooth as glass. We might get you sunny, we might get you fast. Oh, what do you say? What do you say? What do you say? There in the water, look at him shine. There goes a big one, that one of mine. Play out my reel now, just how I feel now. Look to my Welcome to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio. And as promised, we've found our uh, wondering Grizz. He's uh, t- trying to get off the water and on the radio. Grizz, thank you for joining in with us. You are down in the beautiful city of peace in La Paz, Baja, California, sir. I know you've been busy this time of the year because of fishing down there. Uh, well, let's put it this way. It's not always great, but it's always good. But it can be really good sometimes. But let's talk a little bit, Grizz, about the sp- industry of there's there's becoming a difference where originally 
there is no reason to catch a fish unless you're going to eat it. Well, slowly that's been changing, and it's gotten to the point now where the fish that are the true game fish, we like to protect those. Some of them still taste good, but we still need to feed people. So let's talk about that a little bit, Grizz. Well, John, you know, like I was telling you earlier, here's something that's really, really shocking to me. I never, in all my years of fishing, never figured I would see this. Now, we're talking about literally farms of fish, corrals of fish, where they catch small fish, and they're putting them in these corrals. Now, when I speak about fish, we're talking about yellowfin tuna, we're talking about bluefin tuna, and blackfin tuna, and also amberjack. They're actually raising them, they're pin-fed. So they're feeding like one, let's say one corral of yellowfin. They feed over a ton of sardines a day. Wait a minute. Say and that, that again. Gives them I'm a sorry. Great, say that again. You know, Chris. it gives them growth rate incredibly because they do not have to swim around and use all that energy to look for food, like a cow. These are feedlots mm-hmm. of fish, and oh. it's it, it's changing the whole world. That is interesting. Now, one thing you mentioned, can you repeat that about how much, uh, now did you say it was a blackfin tuna that, that you mentioned? How much? The yellowfin tuna uh-huh. are eating one ton of sardines a, uh, a day. 2,000 pounds? Yes, sir. Wow. Now, in these corrals, they go in, they have these ships that literally have uh, the sardines and they dip them out and put them in these corrals. It's a feeding pen. It's it's a fattening pen, mm-hmm. just like you see with cattle. Right. Now, it's working good. That way they can have their fish, the, the growth rate is 100 times faster. Uh, they don't have to catch them anymore, so the fish are literally oh. caught and thrown directly into the ice. But it's creating havoc because of their eating they need to catch, these boats are going out and literally catching thousands and thousands of tons of sardines. The stringline sardines and also the Monterey sardines. And they're putting that in there. Now, what does that do? It creates havoc with our sports fishing out there. So the real, the whole thing is, it's a phenomenon that's turning around in circles. No one knows where it's going to end up. We know there's going to be a lot of fish on the table, not caught by fishermen, that were actually raised in feedlots. And here's another thing, John, that's absolutely incredible. As the water current changes and the temperature of the water, these giant, like, tugboats pull the corrals around hmm. like right now they're taking them out of the pacific ocean they're coming around the corner and they're going to place them up into like la paz where the water temperature warmer. is warmer very interesting well the idea of having them out there too they're not, it's not like they're in a swimming pool uh where you know they're constantly ex- exposed to the fresh water and the uh uh, let's just say the byproduct of what they eat uh, is, uh, is, is safely uh, disseminated and just part of the natural process. Well, again, that's pros and cons. If you imagine hundreds of thousands of fish eating and the excretion, 
that they're depositing in one place mm-hmm. where they normally would not be. They would be right. actually running and eating. Yeah. Right. So it's the, it wouldn't be contaminating. Right. So this is actually the is going down to the bottom and having some hard well it's having some hard replications of what's happening to the plant life on the bottom of the ocean interesting well they've been doing it for some time and i think they're getting better at it but uh, you know the fact that they are at least out in the open water uh, as uh, you know seem, seems to be a good idea and it it makes them more available by the way uh, a recipe for uh, yellowfin tuna. As you know, you don't cook it. You just sear it, maybe. Try Captain Crunch. You know, crumble it up. You know, put some mayonnaise on it. Dip it in that. Fry it for about 30 seconds aside. Those uh, yellowfin tuna are very, very tasty. But uh, we're, we're going to talk a little bit more about this if we uh, get the opportunity, Grizz. Right now, we're going to go talk about some fresh water. We have Stan from Lake Chabot, which is uh, one of the little jewels in California, not too far from the Bay Area. I believe we have Stan on the line right now. Stan, are you there? Yes, I am. Okay, Stan, kind of bring it up a little bit. Grizz uh, speaks loud, and so we need to just really uh, pump it out. Give us a little bit of an idea about Lake Chabot, where it is, and what's happening this time of the year. Okay, um, Lake Chabot is located in the heart of uh, the Bay Area. We're actually um, spread across three different uh, cities, uh, Castro Valley, San Leandro, and Oakland. We're actually right in the middle of all that. It's uh, 315 acres of um, of lake all, all the way around, and it's, um, it's a little jewel inside the Bay Area. Most people don't know about it, but we're here, and um, fishing in this time of year is actually really good. Great. Well, the nice thing about it is that if you live in a highly concentrated um, urban area, and it doesn't take, what, 45 minutes or an hour to get out on the water? No, not at all. It takes about, um, from San Francisco, you're about half an hour, 40 minutes away, mm-hmm. um, you know, into the woods. So it makes you feel like you're, you know, you're traveling quite a far distance, but you're really not. Right. Well, even this time of the year, and you know, through the through the winter months, uh, it, it's you know, obviously it's going to be a little nippy, but beautiful area and a beautiful lake. What kind of fish do you have in there? Uh, right now, uh, we, we plant trout at least once a week, and most wow. people don't know it, but um, the colder it is, the better it is for trout fishing. Oh, yeah, we know that. We know that. That's water that they live in. Uh, you, you, you don't want to go swimming in it. Absolutely not. Okay. And you have uh, some areas. Now, Grizz, we have on the line with this is coming from La Paz. He's not used to that kind of cold water, are you, Grizz? Well, not anymore. Yeah. Remember, John, I grew up and uh, fished all of Montana. Yeah, but you're not in Montana now. There must be a reason for that. Yeah, it's too cold. <laughs> That's why people move out to California. There you go. But, uh, again, Stan, you don't have to get in the water to catch these trout. Uh, What what is probably the preferred method? I assume that you've got boats available for these people to use. We do. Um, We do have um, boat rentals uh, for use. People can actually launch their own boats, too. Um, But there is a requirement. There's no gas-powered motors that can be operated on the lake. That's great. So it's um, it's all Mm electric-powered. And uh, that's... like I said before, you know, it's really good, really, really good fishing right now. So, And uh, during the summertime, too, of course, we planned uh, catfish and the bass that we have, largemouth bass, they spawn naturally. So, 
Yeah, it's year-round fishing. Most people think we're closed during the wintertime, but... Well, nope. let's, let's let them know that they're not. And Chabot sounds like it could be spelled a lot of different ways. Why don't you spell it for us? It is. It's uh, Chabot. It's C-H-A-B-O-T. Okay. Well, I, I suspect that... Uh, um, does it sound like it's French? I don't know. Or maybe it's Indian. What does it mean? Mm-hmm. Chabot. Uh, Lake Chabot? Mm-hmm. It's actually um, named after uh, the person that who actually owned this property before. Mm-hmm. His name was Anthony Chabot. So he's pretty famous in the Bay Area. Okay. So... Yeah, he did a couple of things um, for this lake. He was the inventor of underwater uh, water hydraulics. So he's using water to to make this lake. Oh, interesting. He's pumping all the dirt out. Mm -hmm. Well, something I'll mention, Stan, is this time of the year you got a lot of people visiting. And most people don't get together for Christmas to go fishing. But it's not a bad idea, is it? No, not at all. And so you can take the family, you go up there and, you know, do some bonding without having to uh, drink eggnog. Absolutely. Exactly. Okay. And now, as far as contact information for Lake Chabot, which would be your, your website, I know you have, and that is? It's www.norcalfishing.com. Norcalfishing.com. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Stan, you're getting pretty good at this radio stuff. <laughs> Thank you. Makes me makes me want to go out there and, and get along the real trees instead of the artificial ones you got in the living room. <laughs> okay. Well, this is the perfect place for it. Okay. So NorCalFishing.com. Stan, thank you for taking your time and enjoy yourself up there. You're welcome. Thank hey, you for having me on You here. betcha. Hey, Grizz, we've only got hey. less, less than a minute, and we've got coming up next, hopefully, we have Eddie from Van Warmer's Resort, and you and I know that well. We were just down there in November. Yes, we were, John. And we're looking forward to doing some trips, and I know that you, you're you working on a trip to take us to La Paz here probably in April, so we'll be keeping, keeping in touch with that. But we have to take a break right now, Grizz, so don't go anywhere, please. You're listening. I won't do that, John. Okay. I'll be right here. Oh, okay. All right. Well, we're going to see what we can what kind of trouble Grizz and I can get into, but I know we're going to have a good time. And anytime we're talking about any place in Baja, uh, Grizz and I both like to do that, and then we'll see if we can get Eddie to join in on that also. But you are listening to Fish Talk Radio, and we'd like you to uh, visit with us. Give us a call or an email, and you can do that by going to fishtalkradio.com. Also, Grizz at uh, Adventures South of the Border, so asobonline.com, asobonline.com. Grizz, we'll talk to you in a minute. Vagabundos del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAHA. For more than a century, sport fishermen have led the charge for conservation. From trout to marlin, anglers have worked to protect our natural resources and establish successful programs that benefit fish and fishermen. Today, this legacy is at risk unless we step up and lead the fight for real world conservation. That's what the Sport Fishing Conservancy is all about. Doing what 
what's best for fish and fishing and making sure anglers get the credit we deserve. Check out the Sport Fishing Conservancy and find out how you can help at sportcon.org. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Want to make your drive more exciting? It starts with Shell V Power Premium Gasoline. It's Ferrari's choice for improved performance. Shell V Power removes an average of 60% of performance-robbing gunk on intake valves left by low-quality premium gasolines. And it starts with your very first tank. The result is the kind of performance that gives you more excitement behind the wheel. Choose Shell V Power Premium Gasoline today and let the excitement begin. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan. Excuse me. I am John Hennigan in studio with the Grizz and Eddie from the beautiful Van Warmer Resorts in the East Cape of Mexico, which is uh, right above uh, Cabo San Lucas on the Sea of Cortez and the town of Los Bariles. But, uh, so, and we also have the Grizz that's staying over with us. So, Grizz, let's talk about our favorite subject, which would be Baja. But we have the uh, uh, probably. I, I the, thought you were going to talk about food or something. Well, we can do that too. Let's do that too. But let's. Because of, I mean, I live in Baja. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> I, well, we can't we can't call Eddie the king of the Van Warmer Resorts, but we can maybe we'll call him the prince. No, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you. But I can't take that credit. He's the one that's down there all the time running the thing now. Yeah. (laughs) So you can call him basically whatever you want because he'll be there. Yeah, El Jefe. El Jefe. No, no. Yeah, it takes the whole team to get that that, that place up and running. So it's definitely a team effort. You know what? Speaking of a team effort and what you do down there, you know, I hadn't thought about it that way, but you're right. You have a lot of varieties of activities down there. And. Someone has to coordinate the boats, the rooms, and, of course, you're the guy to do that, and you take very good care of us. 
Thank you, thank you. Yeah, it does. You know, it takes a big team, man. You know, Andy Ball with the boats, and uh, we have our our team there at the front desk. We have the whole crew there at the docks to to make sure you get on the boat safely and that you get back safely. And uh, and so it's definitely a team effort. We have a great team down there um, from the top, from the Van Warmer boys, Mama. Uh, Van Warmer um, and uh, you know the kitchen staff, the uh, the boat staff. It's, it's it's a huge, huge undertaking. You you wouldn't believe how many people are employed by uh, the Van Warmer family down there because it, it's a big undertaking. Well, you know when you start thinking about you know the uh, the hotel and the restaurants and well the restaurants alone uh, are are awesome. And then the the fishing, the boats, and, and all the rest of it. Yeah, it, it really is, uh, and it's a big place too. And it is, beautiful. you know, and uh, you know we take pride in that, and we we always try to make sure that everyone's on the same page, and make sure that when a client comes down, it, it really goes seamless for them, from checking in to checking in with your boats and getting down to the dock and get your breakfast in the morning first, and then going down to the dock, getting on your boat, coming back from your boat, making sure that your fish gets to the fish processing. Uh, the smokehouse to make sure that it gets vacuum sealed and frozen for you, and uh, then getting your transfer set up to make sure you get picked up at the airport. And then on the way back, you stop and get your fish, then go back to the airport. So there's a lot of coordinating that needs to be done to make sure it goes seamless. And, and that's our goal is to make sure that when somebody does come down to Van Warmer Resorts, is that that's all taken care of for them and that everything goes seamless, even though it does seem like a big undertaking. They don't see it, and it just goes very seamless for them, and they have a great time. You know, you're right, but I was thinking about my experience down there and but by the way the ladies that you have at the front desk are awesome oh yeah they're great and okay. uh, they've been with us for a long time so they, they know their stuff well speaking of a long time the uh, uh, matriarch of the uh, van warmer resorts has been there how long uh you're, you're referring to uh Chacha van warmer yes yeah, she's you know, she, she she's been there since the beginning. You know, her brother was the one who started uh, the the resorts down there back in the in the oof in fifties. And uh, you know, Cha Cha when when he passed away, Cha Cha and uh, and her husband Bob Van Warmer were the ones who started taking over the operation. And then in the early sixties, they built Punta Colorada, and uh, then they acquired uh, Playa del Sol in the eighties. Uh, and uh, now yeah, it used to be Playa Hermosa, and now it's Playa del Sol, and that's where we got the three the three different properties there. Right. Well, gosh, we could talk for hours about this, but we don't have time for that. Uh, Eddie, I, I think we've got an idea of what people can find, and we haven't even talked about the incredible fishing, but we'll do that another time. Uh, sure. you're, you're getting ready to hit the road. Tell us real quickly your rundown of your itinerary. Yeah, you know, um, starting January um, January 9th is my first show up in Sacramento, California. We're going to hit the uh, the show circuit, so we'll be doing a lot of the fishing shows in, uh, in in an area near you, hopefully, and you'll come out and visit us. We've got some great show specials that we're going to be offering, and uh, I'll be there. Chucky Van Warmer will be at a few of the shows with me. Uh, Mike Reeser, uh, as far as fly fishing goes, he'll be there to answer your questions, so we're going to have a whole staff there. We'll be uh, there in Sacramento from the 9th to the 12th of January, then we head to Denver, Colorado, January 16th to the 19th, uh, Puyallup, Washington, January 22nd to the 26th, and then in, then I take February off, and then I come back in March, and you got the, the famous uh, Fred Hall Long Beach show in uh, March 5th to the 9th, and then we'd go to uh, Salt Lake City, Utah, uh, March 13th to the 16th, and then Del Mar, California on March 27th to the 30th, and we'll also have a staff 
they'll send bass in Anchorage, Alaska. So if anybody out there in Anchorage is going to come, wants to come in, uh, to our booth, that's March 27th to the 30th. And then my last show is going to be in Orange County, and that's going to be the uh, Pacific Coast Sports Fishing Festival, and that's April uh, 5th and 6th. Sounds like you're going to be busy. Hope we can get yeah. you on a little bit in the interim. You know, you mentioned Alaska, which is kind of interesting because their fishing is incredible, but I suspect that uh, certain times of the year they'd rather be in Baja. Absolutely. You know, it's funny how we get a lot of people who not only come to visit us, but live um, in the East Cape uh, from Alaska. And, and, you know, mainly they're, they're snowbirds, you know, they come down yeah. for the winter. Um, and they really love the area, and they've really taken to it. And we've get, we get a lot of people who come and stay at the hotel from Alaska um, just to try something different. You know, the, the, I mean, just yeah. the fact that you can fish in shorts and a T-shirt is a big deal for them. Yeah, it's exciting for them to come down. And, and yeah, you know, they don't, they don't get to see marlin, tuna, right. dorado, right. all those kind of species that we get down in our area. Okay. Um, and you know, like I said, the big thing is the shorts and the T-shirt. That's got to be the big thing. There you go. Well, get in touch with uh, Van Wormer Resorts, and I think that's all it is, Van VanWormerResorts.com, isn't it? That's it, VanWormerResorts.com. And then you can also find it on FishTalkRadio.com. Eddie, um, have a very happy holiday, and if anybody's interested in going down there in January, February, uh, I think especially February, there's some great fishing, and it's a little bit different than what we find in the uh, later on when the water warms up. So get in touch with Eddie, get your rooms, and as far as value, price, and fishing, it's the best in the world, and I will, I will attest to that. Thank, Thank you. you, guys. Thank Happy you, Happy holidays to you. Hey, John, real quick, don't forget about your trip, uh, November 2nd to the 6th for 2014, so make sure you guys sign up for that early. Well, we're signed up, uh, but let's get everybody else signed up. Exactly. There exactly. you go. <laughs> Thanks, Eddie. Right. Happy holidays, guys. Merry okay. Christmas, Eddie. All right, Eddie. Merry Christmas to you, Grizz. Hey, Grizz, you've been gone for a little while, but we've got someone that's been missing you. Well, uh, put it on. Okay. Amy, would you like to say hi to Grizz? <laughs> no, not guys, Amy. Say hi to me. Say hi, Grizz. How's it going? Great. Good. I missed you. I've been working really hard. I've seen that. I've been following you on, on Instagram. It's wonderful. I'm, I'm jealous. Okay. okay. Oh. <laughs> well, he, he does uh, keep moving, doesn't he? Yes, he does. Okay. And, of course, we've got some stuff going down in the uh, south-central area at Channel Island Sport Fishing. Uh, actually, there's somebody that I know that's going to be coming up fishing on Sunday uh, that we talked to, him and a buddy, coming up from uh, the San Diego area just to fish with you. And one of the th- what he's going to do is he's going to go out, I guess, on the half or three-quarter day boat, come in, and then go out on the lobster uh, hooping trip. Oh, great. That's the best way to do it. Okay, well, give us a quick idea what his day is going to be about. Oh, it's going to be filled with gorgeous weather, lots of sunshine, and lots of big fish. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it does. It looks beautiful weather for this weekend. Um, fishing has been super steady, a little breezy here and there, but really steady when they're getting out. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's been great trying well, to get it while we still can. An interesting thing about, uh, we mentioned lobster hooping. Now, how long does that season last? Until March. Oh, okay, cool. we got all kinds of time then. Yeah. Well, why don't you describe that process? Because I don't know of how many other places in the world that you can get on a boat and go out and catch lobster. Right, right. Um, you know, they, they have the, the hoops and everything already on the boat for you, so you don't have to bring your own. They are a little large. Um, you chunk, uh, chunk up some, some really good smelly, oily fish and put it in the bottom, and it, they kind of do the work for you. You just got to pull it back up. 
And I know that uh, the spiny lobster that you're catching this year, I guess it's every year they're not cheap, but this year the prices are phenomenal. And, you know, if you get one or two lobster, you've more than paid for your trip. Of course, you're probably not going to sell it, but it'd be a great <laughs> thing to have for Christmas, wouldn't it? Absolutely. Okay. Who, needs, who needs a ham? You can just have lobster dinner. There you go, or some of both. Grizz, what are you having for uh, your Christmas dinner? I'm going to have cherry turkey. Ch- cherry turkey. Oh, oh, yeah, that's right, that's right, yeah. That's um, my famous recipe. That's what I'm going to have. Okay. <laughs> I have enough yeah. fish during a year. I don't want any fish for Christmas. Yeah, okay. And you're going to go out and shoot your own wild turkeys down in La Paz? Or, no, uh, I'm going to go to Walmart and buy it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They're a lot fatter and a lot better to eat at yeah. Walmart than they are yeah. running around here. Yeah. Uh, and Amy, what about you? What are you fixing for Christmas? You know, I'm not sure. I, I honestly will probably work for a couple of hours, and and we'll play it by ear. We'll see. What You're going to be open on Christmas Day. Oh yeah, we're open 300. That is phenomenal. Days a year. You know, one of the things we talked to alluded to a little bit earlier is about you know the time of the year in Christmas is where people. You know, family and friends get together, and you know, not everybody has a lot of family and friends that they get to share it with. But getting together, what better way to do it? Because again, instead of sitting around and uh, drinking eggnog and uh, uh, tripping over wrapping paper, is to get out in the fresh air. Absolutely. And, mm-hmm. Okay. Well, if somebody wants to do that, explain how to do that. Uh, you can give us a call here at the landing. Like I said, we're always somebody's always here. It's eight zero five three eight two one six one two. Or you can book your spots online at Cisco's.com. Cisco's, and it's C-I-S-C-O-S. That's right. Cisco's.com. Amy, thanks again. We appreciate you And I'm on. still waiting on you, Amy, to come down here with me and fish. <laughs> okay. Okay. I will, I promise. Thanks, Amy. Okay. All righty. Well, Grizz, I think we're about out of, of this segment. It's certainly been a pleasure, again, hearing from you. Uh, but go to ASOB online. And then, of course, Amy mentioned that she's following you um, on uh, uh, Instagram? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she okay. is. I've got so many people follow me. Okay, Grizz, we got we got to go. What is it real quick? It's uh, okay. Mike the Grizz Okay, you're show. listening to Fish Talk Radio. We'll talk to you later, Grizz. Hang on. Vagabundos Del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos Del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. The Santa Barbara Channel offers some of the most productive sport fishing in the world. Channel Island Sport Fishing offers the most boats to enjoy it. Call 805-383-1612. At Channel Island Sport Fishing, you pick the time and place you want to go. Nearshore halibut, calico bass and rockfish, or fish the Channel Islands for white sea bass and yellowtail. For whale watching and private charters, Channel Island Sport Fishing in Oxnard has clean, modern boats with professional, friendly crews. Make your reservations for a deep-sea adventure by calling 805-383-1612.
The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. I'm John Hennigan with The Grizz on the line, all the way from La Paz, ASOBonline.com. Grizz, we kind of cut you short when you were talking about Instagram. Why don't you just uh, take that real quick and uh, just let people know how to find you. And, of course, you're on Facebook. Yeah, I'm all over Facebook with Mike Ritz. Uh, <clears throat> John, I got started with Instagram, and what we're doing now is everywhere we go, we're taking pictures and showing. I mean, if we're out in a boat fishing, you can actually follow my fishing day, the first fish, the next fish, what's happening and everything like that. And all you have to do is go to Mike Grizz, the fishing show, and uh, just check on Instagram. It's really interesting and it's fun because you can see what we do and where we are. Even out in the ocean, we'll show you where we are. You know, I was on that, and when I changed phones, somehow it disappeared, so i got to get back together. To, but, you know, you're a moving target. It's hard to keep track of. But Well, that's true, John. I'm always here, there, and everywhere. There you go. Hey, let's go back to what we talked a little bit about earlier. We don't have a whole lot of time, but you were talking about farming fish, and I think that uh-huh. what, that all has to do with sustainability of of fish and fishing. And uh-huh. you're doing something I think is tremendous down there. Because for generations, and I mean generations, uh, there's been a tradition of the pongarinos, the, um, uh, the, the fishermen that go out in these small boats and normally use a hand line you know, to, to bring up the fish, bring it in, and sell it in the markets. But they, it's not that they have a huge impact, but things are changing. And what we're trying to do is you know, save the game fish for 
for us. <laughs> Don't let those guys eat it. Save the game fish for us uh, anglers that want to come down and have a great time and spend money. But you know, the, to get them to change is not easy. Give us an idea what you've been doing. Well, what I've been doing, John, with the federal and state government, I've been going in and teaching them that, you know, they can go out there and spend their gasoline all day long and uh, catch a few fish, and they only make maybe $7, $10, maybe maybe $20 on a good day, a day with the fish they're catching. So what we're doing is we're teaching that there are many, many fishermen out there that will pay good money for a guide, but you got to be ready. I mean, like service to a client, uh, types of fishing, whether you be casting, whether you be bait casting, trolling, or whatever, jigging, teaching these people how to become sports fishermen. I even, if you go on my uh, Facebook, you can see me in the street teaching them how to uh, fly fish. Hmm. And they really want to go that way. They really do want to go to sports fishing. Because they know that they can make, instead of making maybe $20 a day, they can make 110 or or maybe even more. So what you're talking about, Grizz, is not, is not necessarily putting them out of business, but putting them into business. We're trying with the government here. The government knows that commercial fishing is on its way out. Which, like I spoke about on the show, the the farms, the the corrals of fish. It's a, it's a dying thing. It's going to end. And uh, we're trying to teach them to, as you said, not change their life, but change their style of fishing. And that's all we're trying to do, and to bring in people to uh, to fish in Mexico. Hmm. Well, we're almost out, Grizz. Uh, and we again appreciate that, and you know, kind of the thing we've been talking about this today. We're talking about Chabot. You can still go fishing. You can go out anywhere. Get the family together and do something different this year. You know, to go fishing, just get some fishing buddies, family or friends, and and get out there and get outside and enjoy it. And if you want to get in touch with Grizz one more time, is ASOB online, and then of course FishTalkRadio.com. Grizz, thank you very much, and I hope we'll be talking to you real soon. Yeah, you sure will, John. You All take right. care. Hey, thanks for coming in, buddy. Okay, yeah. talk to you next week. i tell you why I can't find it. Every time I go out to your place, you gone fishing. Oh, you know. But there's a sign upon your door. Uh-huh. Gone fishing.